won't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast, or as we like to call it, the Pod Pod. I'm John O, coach of the 8,000-ish ranked Nico Hindsights. After a much-needed supercoach therapy session last week, Matt is continuing to try and discover his own sense of supercoach wellbeing, and he's taking the week off. To discuss all of the important players and strategic moves heading into round 10 of the NRL season, I'm joined by two fellow supercoaches tonight. First up, a man who is feeling very potty as he looks to get his squad ready coming into the round 13 buys. It's the coach of the Casabonitas and former third-place finisher, Dan. Welcome to the pod, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Jono. I'm back back on the number one introduction spot. That's what we like to see. Um, By rankings, full, so choose Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty pretty average week for me, Bit bit on full tilt after a few lowly scores. Played Sonny Luke, didn't VC Hines. It's all, it all went downhill from there, but still managed to, to scrape over the 1,000 mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very getting very strategic for the buy rounds now. So looking forward to a, to a bit of chat today. Yeah, I think you'll have a few to throw at us tonight that I'm looking forward to. Uh, second up, a man who is his supercoach team is living on a diet of meat and potatoes after an extravagant and unconventional previous few years. It's coach of Tubes as Pods Tubes. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, Jono. I don't know about that cold meat and potatoes. So I still got a bit of spice left in. You had spice when you brought in Jerome Luai for a week, and then. It was too spicy. <laughs> you sold him, sold him the next week. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, there's still a bit of flair in the team. Like you know, I don't, I don't know who you'd, you'd call flairy, but it's, it's certainly coming back. I feel like you're challenging me here. I'm going to have to look for some pot <laughs> options. I'm, I'm not liking it. There's a few good pot options this week, which we'll talk about, but it's, it's a really interesting round 10 people very much with the buy as a focus now. So we have lots of kind of that's, that's I'm sure going to take up a main part of our strategy talk tonight and some of the players we mentioned. But uh, before we get to that, entries are officially closed for our Pod Pod Unlimited group. But if you still want to join and compare yourself, our group code is 890189. Still leading the group is Sam, the coach of the elite, who is now sitting 15th overall. Hot on his heels and gaining ground, only 90 points behind is Mick, the coach of Shine Bright, who is sitting up, up to 45th overall now. Well done, Mick. Uh, Tubes or Dan, who'd like to update us on the Queenstown bet tonight? I'll update us. It'll be a quick update. Matt and Dan still going terrible. Uh, they're 10,244 combined after Matt topped them for the week with 1,095. Uh, myself and Dad are just kicking along strongly. Dad's got a 12.22. He was on track for a uh, a monster score, but had a bit of a quiet Sunday. and 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 he's and he's certainly shooting up the rankings. I think he's 620th. Wow, yeah, good. Podfather, too good. Yeah, he he loves stitching us up. This is this is about <laughs> the time where he might start dropping back, though. The buy. The buy planning can get a bit too much um, <laughs> at, at this time of the year. Uh, so we're, we're on 10,546, so just a nice 300 ahead of Dan and Matt. Uh, and then, Jono, you had a nice week with 1210 um, topped between you and wow. Chris. Yeah, so, um, and so you, so you guys are on 10,721, about another 180-odd points ahead of uh, Dad and I, so... That's not too bad. We we couldn't go any worse, and we're only five hundred behind. So, 
I feel I feel like I feel like it's still still on this this Queenstown bet. It's yeah, you're gonna have to start kicking into gear at some stage soon. But I'm glad that you and Matt are keeping the faith, mate. That's excellent. Uh, let, let's move straight into the analysis for this week because uh, I know we're on a, a limited time schedule. We want to be a tight sixty minutes tonight because Dan, you got you got places to be. So let's jump into it. The hooking spot. There's actually a couple of good little options to talk about at hooker. It's not just talking about. Uh, Harry and Harry Grant and Sonny Luke, like we have been every week, it feels like. So let's start off with Wade Egan. Uh, Dan, I know he's one that you're pretty fond of, maybe not looking at for this week necessarily, but putting on the radar for next round. Yeah, he's definitely on the radar. It's under 600K. Now Now some of those buy hookers are sort of you're thinking about you want one, at least one set there. Um Couple, I think. Um, I think Wade Egan's a very, very good option if he's around five fifty k. It's just whether you can spend up for him. So going from a Sunny Luke or a cheaper, cheaper option to him, uh, because Warriors have the buy in round twelve, so you can't have him kind of as your premium uh, first fr- uh, hooker uh, with that buy. So. Yeah, definite option. Uh, they got the Panthers this week. Less chance of some attacking stats. Got an 80, 87 break even. So I'd probably just watch him this week if he gets another 80 minutes there. Uh, definite could be a bring in next week as your second hooker. Uh, Dan, can I ask you, just put you on the spot. So we, we were talking off air before we started. There's kind of three really good hooker options uh, coming into round 13. If you could choose uh, between Jeremy Marshall King Reese Robson and Wade Egan, who do you think you'd lean to? If money wasn't – you could afford any three, who do you think you'd be leaning to at the moment? Do you mean if they were the same price or if I – No, no, factoring in their price, but you have the ability to afford the more expensive sure. Jeremy Marshall so, as well. So JMK nearly at 700K, I don't think that's that's any value there. Uh, Robson, I want to see how Cowboys go this week. I think, I think they've named Townsend at halfback, but – I think he's he's pretty bait, beaten up, so I'm not sure what they're going to look like in the back line, and they're still struggling in that forward pack. So I don't I don't like Robson for those reasons. Uh, so maybe Egan might be the might be the one. What about you, Tubes? What are your thoughts on that of those three? None. Going to run none of them. Oh, you're just going to go no no hook no strategy hooker. for the buyer. Yeah, fair enough. No well, it's good that you yeah, can, that's you can do that's that. That's fine. So. Yeah, that's no problem at all. That's yeah. probably what I'll do, to be honest, because uh, you'll you'll keep Sonny Luke for round round sixteen as well. That's just thinking outside the box. That's what I'm bringing to the pod tonight, Dan. <laughs> um, Dan, you briefly mentioned Reese Robson there. Do do you think that the chat out could that potentially be a good thing for Robson? What the Cowboys going terrible? No, with the chat out. If the chat's not to play, do you think there's any chance that boosts him and he lifts his involvement a bit? Or do you no, think no. I'm just thinking that stuff stuff's around their combos at the back. So I don't think it's any good for Cowboys Drinkwater not being at fullback. I think if if he goes to the halves, I think that's not good for him. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then that that kind of all stuffs it around. So look, I think Robson's kind of just hasn't shown as much attacking flair this year. Uh, you had to make a lot of tackles on the weekend. Their forward pack sucks. It's, it's yeah, it's just just hard being a hooker with a with a bad forward pack. You need that go forward around you to to be having those opportunities. So if he's got a forward pack going going off, he can he can get off the back of that. But yeah, I don't think his price is going to change too drastically in the next few rounds. Uh, so he, I wouldn't be buying him. 
Yeah, no, I think that's all pretty well put. Jude, let's go to you because your man is the next on the run sheet. You brought him in two weeks ago. It's the cheese, Brandon Smith from the Roosters. How are you feeling about the cheese in the team this week? Oh, look, I'm not I'm, – I'm a bit unsure about what I'm going to do with him if he's out because he had that HIA and then apparently have, has these neck um, problems. Uh, yeah, but- went, went to hospital after the game, I, I read. Yeah, so he's on he's on a bit of a watch, but uh, NRL wise, I think he's going pretty well. It was a pretty wet conditions in in Auckland on the weekend, so I don't think you can read too much too much into it. Um, Victor Radley seemed to to take over for a little bit, and he looked good at Hooker Radley too. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen this week because Turpin's been named on the bench, but I'm not sure if that's just because they're worried about the cheese's neck or what's going on. But, look, I think he's still a good option over – I know he doesn't play 13, but a good option over the origin period. Um, so I'm still going to look to hold him. It's just that I'm probably going to have to bite the bullet and upgrade Sonny Luke earlier than I wanted to at some point in time over the next few rounds. Yeah. And he's the next man on the run sheet, Tom Starling, who's another guy who's got good buy coverage. Dan, do you think that Tom Starling might be a viable option as an upgrade from Sonny Luke? He's a very sneaky pod this week, actually. <laughs> uh, Raiders have got dogs. He's gotten 50 minutes the last two games, I believe, Starling. Uh, and we, we know what he can do with those 50 minutes as well. It obviously hasn't shown in his super coaches scores the last the last couple. Uh, with 35 and 41, but if he's consistently getting 50 minutes, uh, we know he can. We know he can get some attacking stats there. So, priced respectedly at 394k. If you jump on now, he makes 150k. Plays that first buy, could be well ahead of the curve if you're picking him up. And like just from a footy perspective, there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing 50 minutes. I, I think as well. Like you got Zach Wolford who. He's not meat and potatoes, he's mutton and potatoes. He just can't be playing more than 30 minutes, I don't think. So I agree with the theory, Tubes. Your face is suggesting that you're not a big fan of what Dan's had to say. Oh, no, I was just going to say, John, I got – there's one um, – there's there, there's a very good reason why he might not play 50 minutes and, and it's just Ricky. That's about <laughs> it. Like who, know, who knows what he's going to do? Like as in logic, logic doesn't – logic goes out the window when you talk about the Raiders' rotation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what though it's not it's not the worst this year the Raiders rotation. There's one team with way worse like up in the air. I'll probably get onto it when we're talking about the second row forwards. But Brad Arthur very untrustworthy this year. Like what's going yeah. on with Parramatta rotations? You have no idea at the moment. Even the yeah. the backline for Parramatta as well. Like he's dropped Sean Russell this week, whereas previously mm-hmm. Sean Russell had had the spot and Dunster was dropped and Simonson's been in the out. So he's he's a bit weird all over the shop, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, none of that's affected me super coach wise though. Just Ricky doing Ricky things with tarping again <laughs> on the weekend. There's I, there's no chance I could be bringing in Zach Starling while Wolford's still in the team. Zach, Zachy boy Starling, Tom's younger hey, brother. Tom Starling, the up and gunner, the up and comer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Tom Tom's a good pod op, massive pod option. So if you've got the cash to upgrade Sunny Luke, something like that, I think it's it's not it's worth a bit of a flyer on him. What'd you say is priced at, Dan? Start three three ninety four. Okay, it's pretty pretty fair price if, if he keeps getting those minutes. I don't I don't yeah. mind that call. I'm not sure what he got to last year, but he got to at least five fifty k potentially. So if he if he gets a couple of good games, dra- uh, 
Raiders have a decent run as well. And round 13, they got the Bunnies, so it's not the easiest. Uh, but Bunnies will be without a fair few of their origin stars. So, yeah, one to look out for. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circus. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. Oh, good stuff. Well, let's move to the front row forward and Tubes. This is you've christened him as your man, Jack DeBell, and you brought him in last week. Banged out what eighty points for seventy? Oh, sorry, eighty minutes for seventy odd points. Uh, pretty happy with the first week of JDB. Yeah, it was. I was feeling very happy on Sunday evening. Eighty minutes, seventy one points. Less happy this afternoon when the teams were named and he was named. Uh, in the front row rather than at lock and Jack Bird's moved to lock with this Dragons shake-up or whatever you want to call it. Um, So, I mean, I've already brought him in, so I'll be holding him, but uh, I think it might put the brakes on a few people that were looking to bring him in uh, just to see what his minutes are going to look like. Makes me a bit nervous. Agreed, Tubes. I I had actually traded him in, uh, and as soon as I saw that, I, uh, yeah, reverse change. Because I just – he still might be a good bring-in, but I want to see it first and see what it looks like. There's a chance that it's just playing through the middle, so his role's not going to be different whether he's that different at proper at lock, you wouldn't think, maybe a little bit more work and less link man. But it's, there's a chance, Tubes, he could still play 68 minutes this week and, you, and you're laughing if he gets those minutes. It just comes down to his minutes. He's clearly a PPM man. You just need um, – yeah, it just needs the minutes. Speaking of minutes, uh, this guy and Ricky Stewart, uh, Corey, the horse, Horsbra, uh, he is putting up huge minutes. I know Matt in our group chat was kind of putting him up as a potential option in the front row, and you guys did speak about him, Tubes, last week for a bit on the pod. Dan, haven't heard your thoughts on Corey Horsbra. What, what are you thinking? Uh, I just think it's it's too hard for me to touch. Uh, he's gotten 70 minutes the last two games, uh, chucking a, chuck a try assist, uh, three three games, sorry, with 70 minutes. Uh, but you, you do a comparison on the stats with, say, him and Jack DeBell, Jack DeBell and they're, they're fairly similar. Uh, and I was going to say I thought Jack DeBell is probably the safer option for the larger minutes, but now he's gone to front row. That That's thrown it up in the air as well. I think most people will have uh, front rowers that are kind of similar. So for me, I was I was looking Jack DeBell in, in for Tommy Gilbert out. Uh, but now I'm probably just going to hold on that trade because they're similar sort of roles. They're dot ball sort of meter eaters, meat and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, they might jag an attacking stat here or there, but I just don't think there's enough to kind of flip them and it's not worth a trade. So same with Horsburgh. If you've got one of those guys, uh, I wouldn't be flipping it to Horsburgh. I mean, even like you go uh, Christian Welsh, I know people will probably be looking to move him on over the origin period. Really difficult to kind of pay up to Corey Horsburgh or Jack DeBowen when he's going to be pushing out 50s or 60s. Uh, Particularly Welsh, who has only had three offloads all year, and we know he can start to offload, and so he could start to average 55, 60, 60 plus. So I think it's just hold trades if you've got two decent minute front row forwards already. And I think uh, with the horse, another risk is I do think there's a genuine chance he plays Origin as as Queensland's fourth runner. Oh, I think you rubbished that last week when Matt said it, but he's, he's, he's been in their 20-man squad before and he's clearly on the radar. 
So I think he's a sneaky chance. It's definitely more of a chance than Jack DeBellin. But I think one thing that would have been encouraging for horse owners last week is he did bring back the offload. He'd barely been offloading this year. He got 20 points in offloads last week. So I'm sure for people who did take that plunge, that was that was probably pretty encouraging for them. Uh, and Fenil Blake was a really popular buy last week. Uh, one relevant thing for the people who bought him in great success, I think he got 89 points or, or thereabouts, uh, is that Torhu Harris is back at lock for this week, returning from his injury. Tubes, how do you see that potentially affecting the Fenil Blake owners? It just, it just similar to DeBellin, it just puts a bit of doubt um, as to what his role's going to look like. Um, it's not so much... Well, it, Tohu being back pushes Curran back to the bench. I think they've shown very clearly this year that they don't want to play Curran on an edge. So um, he, he's definitely going to take up middle. Um, then they've got uh, that. And then Tom Tom, Tom Alley and then the, the, the one that made the uh, day. Well done, Chibs. Who I'm not going to have a crack at, uh, Demetric. Um, he he plays through the middle as well. So all of a sudden those minutes that looked really good last week potentially go back down to the mean. But in saying that, he has still been looking really, really good this season. So and and he and he does have super coach pedigree if if he's got the offload and those attacking stats going out. So if you are looking for a front row forward that covers the round 13 by, he's a genuine option. Um, but you'd want him to be your, you know, second or third front row because they got the buy coming up in round twelve as well. So it's a few things to weigh up there. Dan, anything to add to that? Or are you happy to move on to the next player? No, oh, he's just just to say he's no value at the price, six hundred and seventy K. Uh even he'll get over a seven hundred K this week, but he's not gonna not gonna go up high, much higher than that. And uh as I said, like just I mean, he's got a bit more attacking upside than some of the other front rowers, but uh, if he goes back to 50 minutes, it's not worth it. Yeah, I think last week, if you're going to jump on, last week was the week to do it um, and and now it's a week too late. You're sort of just yep. too late. trying to catch up. Last one to talk about in front row is the returning Payne Haas back from his uh, suspension for the hip drop. I think none of us are owners and we all regret that. I think we all started with Tarpany at the start of the year. I mean, is there any point if you're a non-owner and either of you can jump on this. Is there any point in bringing him in at this stage, or do you now just have to ride it out and wait till Origins done with? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's it's this week or or wait it out. Um, he'll he's got a highish break even at ninety, but I think he's he's probably going to float around the low seven hundreds for the rest of the year. Uh, and then does he does he get a bit more extra rest through Origin potentially? So I don't think he's a bad buy this week. Uh, uh, but I wouldn't. I, if you're looking to not pick him up this week, I'd probably look at uh, look elsewhere uh, in the coming weeks. All right, let's let's move on to the second row forward position where there's a lot of relevance this week. Uh, some good downgrade options and, and some guns who are flailing a little bit. Starting off with Eli Katoa, just to mention him because he was expected to be out by a lot of people this week. Is the game's exactly eleven days away from the Anzac Clash where he got a Category One HIA. He's been named to start, so that's that's a good win for owners who held. And I think uh, the reports there are that he does have to pass some tests uh, to be able to play this weekend. Can I just say, like, it's a joke if he plays because he's it's eleven days. Like, what happened to the to the rule? Didn't they they kicked off at seven pm on Anzac Day? 
and he went off in like the 50th minute. So he went he went off at or the or just before half time. So he went off at in like say the by 7:40 p.m. Uh, this game kicks off at 7:45. What are they doing? Are they working <laughs> out the exact minute as to when he got? HIA as to whether it's eleven days or not. Like hundred percent, Melbourne Storm have found some loophole uh, where it's like a five five minute window. He's fine. Do the do the assessment within that five minutes, and then you're free to play. And they probably it's usually a seven thirty start. The NRLs conveniently moved it to a seven forty five <laughs> start this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just all a conspiracy. It's just smacks of a. <laughs> Smacks of a man who sold Eligatoa last week and regrets it. But <laughs> well, I don't think you'd be complaining if you kept him, Jews. You'd be pretty happy with the NRL's adjudication on this one. Uh, the, the so- thing is I sold him because of the rule. Like it's like it's not about him being injured. There was a black and white rule that they're bending. It's a joke. I'm pretty happy with it. It's a, a great result. Uh, Connolly Lemma Elu seems like he might be a decent mid-range downgrade option. He got... 120 points last week and has a negative break even sitting in that uh, uh, Dolphins team playing 80 minutes. And I think one really good thing for owners is that last week, Kenny Bromwich returned. So both Kenny Bromwich and Felice Kafusi are back. Lemma Elu still has the spot. He's still playing 80 minutes. Uh, Dan, do you like him as, a, as an option for this week or is it too – he's gone up almost 150K. Have we missed the boat? No, I, I think I, if you find the right person to trade him out for, I think he's a good pickup. Uh, 521k the jewel is really handy as well i think i think dropping him down to the center wing uh will be really useful later on uh if he averages 60 for the next three uh they have a buy in round 11 so the next three includes round 13 uh, i think he's around making around 100k there so even if he's a little bit flat uh he you can kind of move him on but otherwise you're kind of just holding him and maybe getting a a keeper center wing for the rest of the year at 520k who plays that first buy round. So definite option. Uh probably just look at who you're trading out for him. So I don't think he's worth a sideways trade to another, say, front uh, second row forward who's who's getting 50s and 60s. Uh maybe a downgrade from from like a fallen fallen gun who plays origin like a Murray wouldn't be a bad option. Uh but uh yeah it's just just comes down to your your individual team. But, yeah, decent pickup. Let, let's talk about Murray, Dan, because he's one that we wanted to discuss. And he's lost a fair bit of value now. He's obviously going to play Origin, and I think there's a chance that if Souths have decent forward depth, they might try and rest him. Last year he played, but his minutes were reduced to about 40 minutes a game after he played Origin, so he's still on the field, but less minutes, and I assume they'll do something similar. Is, is now the week to sell him or is it a case of hold him now and hope he makes that value back after Origin Tubes? I know you're pretty fired up about the Murray stuff, so you take this one. Oh, I'm not fired up. I just, like, the week to sell him was was eight weeks ago, basically. Um, he's He's just been – he hasn't been bad from an NRL point of view. It's just very clear that his role is extremely different this year than what it's ever been. And he's – he's playing such a link man role uh, that he's just not super coach relevant. Even the weeks that he did get attacking stats, he, he still hasn't been, he still hasn't pumped out a ton. So I just don't feel confident in how he's going to get back up, you know, 
back up above 700K. So I don't think he's a must sell because I don't think he's necessarily going to lose that much more money. But I think he's he's certainly not shown any signs of, of actually being value in terms of going back up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I won't be selling him this week. I've You're doing the calculations. If he averages 70 points the next three weeks, which he could do quite comfortably with with decent minutes, uh, he's the he's the exact same value uh, coming into round thirteen, and I think he's a definite sell for the Origin period. Uh, you just have to. So I'm I'm hoping he kind of busts out three seventies, uh, and then I'll be trading him to a to a premium second row forward who's got good buy coverage. All right, let's move on to. Uh the Peach uh, from the Panthers, who's available. Is he available at centre wing as well or just second row forward at this point in time? Just second row. Okay, so he, he'll probably get that duel with round 12, but for the moment only second row forward. Uh, I didn't watch the Panthers game on the weekend. Did, did any of you guys watch that? How, how did he look from an actual footy perspective? Because there's a lot of good pluses for him as a buy super coach was. He looked very soaked in the wet. <laughs> it was a very I, like, I don't think you can take much from that game in general. Um, the one thing I will note is uh, the Taruva owners that thought they might get a Targo reprieve with a different centre in there were, are going to be bitterly disappointed by the peach. So um, I think I think I think he's going to get through his stat his 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 base. Uh, he's not. He's not going to pass the ball too much, and he's he's probably going to get some attacking stats when the Panthers play some easier teams. So I think he's he's not a bad hold. It just comes down to how long Targo's out for. I thought the initial reports were three to six, but then I heard Matt said the other day that that apparently now it's around fifteen, sixteen. He's out to. So if he's out till then, I think Peach is a a, a really good option. Dan, any temptation on the Peach? No, nah, not really. He doesn't play the buy rounds. Uh, he's, he's a good option if you need to free up some cash. I, I'm freeing up cash elsewhere this week. Um, he'll be, I think he'll average 45 to 50. So there's some cash to be made there for sure. Uh, just depends on your team structure. But yeah, it's. I think he's pretty much locked in for that centre role now uh, and should get dual. So it's a fine option to bring in Peachy, but just not for me. Well, one, one man who might not be for you either, Dan, is, is Josh Schuster. I've seen your proposed trades for the week and you're looking at potentially trading Schuster. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's not looking good. We thought, we thought we'd have him as a buy round uh, number, but that, that game we saw, uh, the one game he played where he was hobbling after halftime, he's just it's, just, it's just horrible to see. He's fat, he's slow. He drops the ball. He gets in fights with teammates. Uh, <laughs> there's just way too much going on with Josh Schuster. He might like he might not make it back into that side by round thirteen now. So they've picked up they've picked up Flanagan. I think is that confirmed? Yeah, um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So, not confirmed. No, not confirmed. It's been known so for like, the Bulldogs this week. Yeah, it's just it's just too All much right. going on. I'm 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 sticking well clear of Manly altogether. I think it's it's it's. Bit of uh, bit of headaches after last year's pride round debacle. There's still there's still something not quite going wrong, and Turbo is is looking looking unfit in terms of yeah, injury. So yeah, I'm just I'm just getting off Manly altogether. I think he's a bit of an awkward one to sell. I know Dan, you're in a fairly unique position because you're looking at downgrading an absolute gun in Reese Walsh to 
uh, Buller, the fullback from the Tigers. So you've got a lot of money that you're banking there. I think for people who aren't doing that, it, he's not that easy of a sell at the moment, at least not to other round 13 available players. Yeah, you don't need to sell him by any chance. If I could, you just leave him. I, I think best result is he just becomes enough for you so he doesn't play at all because uh, he's, he's, what, 271K. He's kind of at a low price, so he's he's not not absolute necessary to to upgrade. Uh, so I I definitely see the option is to just leave him leave him be. Uh, and if you have a lot of cash, I don't like it sitting there on my on my bench too much. So you can upgrade him or swing to PG is not a bad one. I think as well. I, I disagree with you. The best result is enough. I think best result is he plays round thirteen and gets his starting spot back and makes one hundred and fifty k. So I'm actually very much hoping he's not going to become enough. I'm still holding on to hope now that he might be able to do something for his owners. Maybe not as a playable option like we hoped at the start of the year, but I'm hoping that he can potentially make us a bit of cash and be able to downgrade him later. Yeah, I, it, I, I think it's, you know, Fox Sports just get on this bandwagon and Schuster's their target and they're trying to turn it into a whole Seabold thing and stuff like that. Um, I, I think Schuster will be back at some point during the season and he's fine to hold as enough until then. Uh, and and hopefully it's by round 13, but even then, unless you've got a pressing issue, he's a hold for me. All right, I think that's probably enough time on Josh Schuster for a bloke who's not even named this week. We put a bit of work into him. Uh, let, let's go to halfback now. And uh, one guy who I've seen as a, a popular mentioned trade target, I haven't actually looked at the numbers to see how many people have done it, might look that up while one of you guys are talking, but Nathan Cleary is is a bit of a popular trade out uh, for this week. Tubes, what do you what do you think of the Nathan Cleary trade out move? Look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I haven't had a play with what my team could look like if I downgraded Cleary to someone. Um, having that, having that Schuster as the dual five eight back rower and and Katoa as the halfback five eight, I've got lots of different options that I could do if I got rid of Cleary, uh, both in the back row, front row, halfback, 5'8", and I've, and I've probably gone with about five or six different options in the past couple of days. Uh, big break-even of 167, is it, or something like that. Um, but for me, I've just, I've just, every time I come back to it, I've just landed on, they're playing the Warriors this week up at Suncorp. He's he's still a good chance of getting that 160, and I don't really want to watch the game without him in the team. And um, even on the weekend in in basically a monsoon, not kicking goals, he still managed to get 44. So he's I think I think the safest thing to do is just to hold. But if you're looking for some pod moves, then obviously you could be looking to bring use the cash for someone else. You know, I looked up how many have sold. I think. Only about 3,300 have sold so far. So it does seem like one of those ones where it might be more of an idea that people are talking about as opposed to actually following through. Uh, next halfback I want to talk about is, I know, Tubes, you mentioned that the Podfather's got his eye on this man. Uh, Mitch Moses. Is the Podfather seriously looking at bringing in Mitchie Boy this week or is he just an idea he's toying with? I don't know. I think he's pretty serious, isn't he, Dan? Like, what do you yeah, don't mind yeah. Mitch Moses? I, I don't like Mitch Moses as a person, as a player. <laughs> uh, look, Mitchie boys is he'll be he's a good buy, definitely for the buy rounds. I personally don't want to carry him and Dylan Brown though. 
So on the weekend, they both turned up. Great, awesome. But they're not going to smash teams like they did on the weekend every week. Uh, and I think against certain teams, Parramatta get belted in the in in the forward pack and they go forward. So having both Parramatta halves, if they don't score lots of points every week, is a bit of a risk for me. So I'm I'm happy to hold Cleary over him uh, and maybe maybe looking to a sneaky pod next week at halfback if Cleary still doesn't have the goal kick in and it's not looking good. Yeah, all right, fair call. Uh, sounds like a decent option for the pod father. Over, a decent, but Dan, I think I'm all in towards your thinking on that one. Uh, Sean Johnson is another man on our run sheet. Dan, did you put SJ down on the run sheet for this week? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, but I meant it for next week. So I've just, just talked to my sneaky pod for next week. Uh, yeah, he didn't you pick up the signal. He was trying to not mention it, John. I didn't want to let the people know. <laughs> didn't want to let the, the no. Hey, so they're going to go SJ has got 122 break even playing the Panthers this week, uh, and then they've got the buy in round 12 as well. But I think he'll be under 500. He could potentially be under 600k after this week, uh, and then playing the Bulldogs round 11. Uh, they play the round 13 by, then they go on to play Dolphins, Canberra, St. George, the next three after that. So uh, that's who I will be looking to downgrade Cleary to if it's uh, if he's not a hold. Uh, but, yeah, just one to watch. Send him off! Send the drifting edge off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! Well, let's, let's go to the 5-8 position. We'll start with someone who we, we mentioned there, Dylan Brown, who put on an absolute clinic on the weekend, uh, looked really, really good. Uh, was that, I think, his highest score of the year in the end. Uh, one thing that stood out to me is a guy that I think remiss of us not to mention him in the second row forward spot because I thought his combination with Sean Lane looked absolutely outstanding on that on that edge on the weekend. They looked really damaging every, every time they went down there. Uh, do you guys both own Dylan Brown? Yeah, bought him in last week, so very, very happy with that. I think oh, I think he's a must-have uh, for anyone that doesn't own. He's probably not going to get cheaper now. They got a great run. Uh, he's a much better player to watch than Mitchy Boy Moses. Doesn't complain all the time. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd lock him in if you haven't got him already for sure. Try to get him. Just before we go into the other 5-8 that we're going to talk about, I, I just want to go back to Sean Lane because he's lost $75,000 so far, priced at six hundred and fifty. He's actually only in 1% of teams. Uh, and base-wise, uh, the last two weeks, it's been it's been pretty strong. So is he is he a good option, do you guys think, this week? Tubes, what do you think of Sean Lane? Yeah, I, he's one of the ones that I was looking, if I downgraded Cleary, I'd be doing it to Lane. Um. But if I don't do that, I just can't afford him. But I think he's—I think this is a good week to jump on him if you can—if you can find the cash, and you're getting rid of somebody. I think this is the week. I actually looked at doing Cam Murray to Sean Lane, and I think I was nine k off. Um, so it's—it was, which was a bit disappointing. Yeah, I—I uh, I think we were going to save him for pods of the week, Jono, but we'll talk about him now anyway. One percent of ownership. 1% of ownership, Sean Lane, he's a great buy this week. Absolutely great buy. To, to pair him with Dill Brown as well on that left edge, uh, I think he's been busting out 60s without any attacking stats. He's a massive buy this week if you can if you can fit him in. I've, I wish I could. I, I Basically, I don't have a feeder, so I've got to, 
I'm pulling all strings to get Fafida in right now. Uh, and if I wasn't, I'd be – Sean Lane would be my first pick this week. If I was you, Dan, I'd be looking at Fafida. I'd be looking at Lane over Fafida. Like Fafida's probably going to play Origin. He's pretty highly priced now at 800K. I'm sure he's not fun not to not to own and watch. But it could be a bit of a pod play like Lane v Fafida over the next three weeks and then Lane plays round 13. It, it could be, yeah. Uh, my my three, I'm planning to get Lane in round 13 regardless of this week. So Lane will definitely be in my side okay. pre-round 13. Uh, I'm hoping Fafida busts out another two tons by then uh, and then he's unattainable for everyone else, but most people have him. So, and then Lane, I'm hoping to do a straight switch from Murray round 13. So is he your official lock-in, Dan, for you? Is he, he's your pot of the week? Because I know he's not mine or Tubes's. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when we get to pot of the week. <laughs> it, it doesn't help that you said that you'll, you'll figure out your pot of the week <laughs> as we go and then tell me I'm not allowed to mention Sean Lane, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> let's, let's go to the other five, mate. Uh, is Jackie Boy White and South's newest recruit. Uh, 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 Jono, Jono. Pot of the week. <laughs> He's very low owned. He can't, might, name, can't name him. He might be one of the ones that Dan's thinking about for being pot of the week, so we'll save him. No, I think he, he looked incredible last week, but I think last week was obviously a game where he was always going to try and come out and make a big statement. Uh, I personally think he's a bad buy. I know he's playing round 13, but I just think Jackie Whiten's one of those guys who is historically not that relevant for Supercoach. He's always been a guy who can put on a good score here and there, but consistently speaking, he's never been that Supercoach relevant and doesn't have too many big games in him. So I'm putting him out there definitely not a buy as much as I like him as a football player and a a signing for Souths. Would either of you disagree with that about Whiten? No. Definitely don't buy Whiten. I had him last year back end absolutely on tilt. Uh, thinking I just need something pod here and it's very disappointing, to say the least. Uh, and, yeah, he doesn't have many of those big games in him. It was a very emotional game for him on the weekend. Uh, he was right up for it. So, yeah, I, I see it going going backwards from here for Wyden. They do have a good run. They do, and he's not he's not origin, so 500K. I just couldn't, um, I couldn't, I couldn't bring him in. I mean, if you get – if you can have Dylan Brown – as your five eight for round thirteen, that that makes a lot more sense and and leaving um yeah I think yeah if you if you look into the future you need to you probably need to be running Cody Walker and Dylan Brown over the buy period so there's no room for Whiten. Let's go into centre wing uh, and we'll start off with another Raider Matt Timokol who is having a, a career year football wise looks incredible for the Raiders. Uh, Dan, I know that um, he's been pretty popular in some super coach circles, Matt Timoko, but you were on to him early. What are your thoughts on Timoko? Yeah, he looks good. Very good output. Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen much of the Raiders play, but just it's it's more about looking at the stats and he, he fits the mould for a, a very good super coach player. Uh, 570K is not cheap. Uh, they, again, they've got the good run. They've got round 13. He, he's a definite pick up this week if you're gonna if you're gonna jump on don't wait around on him uh would have been great last week but um yeah I think he's a he's a good pick up and he's and he's looking well and he could be a could be a good fourth fifth center wing player going forward keeping him for the year 
No, he's yeah, he's definitely passing the eye test. I think if you yeah, if you'd seen him play, you'd be pretty happy with it from that side of things too. Is there any concern? Um, I noticed, and I don't. I, and apologies, I didn't check last week's. But Xavier Savage was named on the wing this week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he was last week. No, I think he played Reggie's last week. Albert Hopperwadi, I believe, was there. Is there any concern that um, uh, Savage ends up going back to fullback, Chris back to centre, and and Timiko's out of the side with Croker? No. Nah, no, nah, I don't. I, you can't drop Tomoko. Croker's the first on the chopping block there. So, uh, owners did well on the weekend to pick him up last week with his 69, Croker. But I think there is a risk he gets dropped now if Savage goes to fullback. I think, I think that's the long term option for the Raiders, but it might not happen. But I think if he does go to fullback, uh, he, he's the first one to go. I, I disagree that Croker's probably the first one go, but I think we're a while away from it because I think there's a fair chance that Nick Kotrich is – I think he went back to Kotrick. I can't remember how he once had said. Apologies, Nick. He's out with a hamstring injury at the moment. So I think there's a big chance that Seb Chris would actually go back to the wing, at least until Kotrick comes back. Uh, and then they'd have to – Ricky would have to make a call on what he's going to do. And I think Kotrick is still a few weeks away with his hamstring. So I think Croker's spot's pretty safe for a while. I wouldn't – I wouldn't think he's going to be any chance of being dropped in the next couple of weeks because um, I think those five are going to be the guys who feature in the back line. It's just about where they shuffle and fit in would be my perspective on it. Um, I, Croak here, 330K. I, I bought him last week and I'm fine with it, but I definitely wouldn't be pushing him as a buy at that price. Like 69 with a try, a line break and 20 points in goals. Um, he's not going to do that every week. So I, I wouldn't be pushing for him at 330K. Uh, the next guy is a man who I think returning maybe a couple of weeks early from his injuries, Jacob Kiraz, who was a really, really popular player in about round four or five this year uh, and looked great with his base. Uh, and he is now returning for the Dogs. Perfect timing with Braden Burns out injured. Dan, you ended up selling Kiraz, was it last week or the week before that you decided to make the plunge on selling him? No, when, when he got injured, I spruced on the pod that I was going to try to hold him. Yeah, uh, for his injury because MCL, you can come back quick. And um, I did – I thought I got a bit of insider knowledge uh, about his injury and I heard he was going to be out for a while, uh, in brackets, a while. Uh, so I ended up making the trade last week and, and traded him out. So I am, I'm a little bit upset about that. At the same time, he's going to drop cash, 140K, Coming back from injury, particularly he's coming back early from injury, I think his output uh, in base is going to go down. Uh, so I think you can just wait on him. I wouldn't be bringing him in. Well done if you've held him, though, because I think he's a, he's going to be a great pod to have this week. Jibs, were you a Kiraz seller as well? Yeah, I sold him <clears throat> the first week, um, which I'm not too unhappy about. I, I In hindsight, just should have known that, a man that has that much tackle breaks, he's, he would have been hitting the rehab pretty hard. He probably squats 250K plus and he's and he was just he's just back and ready to go. I, I wouldn't be worried about him not getting the base on the weekend. He'll be he'll be ready to go. Um and I and I wish I still had him in my in my team. But as as Dan said, you can't be bringing him in this week with the break even, I don't think. No, I guess the the talk would be like, do you 
if he does decent this week, can you bring him in the next? I think there'll still be a six in his role in average. Uh, Bulldogs have a couple of good games after this week again. They've got the Raiders and then this week and then the next two weeks are pretty good as well. Bulldogs as well, if you're looking at your numbers for by round 16 and 19, Bulldogs played both. So they will be quite valuable to have after the round 13 buy. So if you can kind of factor in that you've got 13 players for round 13 and you can pick up Karaz early and just just jump ahead of everybody, I think that's quite a good pod move. Uh, and same, same as just any Bulldogs dropping them now, you can kind of keep them and they'll be good for that buy coverage, so you don't have to make as many trades through the through the route through the buy rounds. The next man we were going to mention who's on the run sheet is Joseph Suali'i. And Dan, I'm going to assume you put him on there because Tubes is pretty meat and potatoes in 2023. Suali'i doesn't sound like one of his men. Uh, what did you want to say about uh, Suali'i, Dan? I just think the price is right this week. 468k got the goal kicking currently uh, in a you know Roosters team that arguably is on the up. Uh, I think he's he'd, he'd be a great pod buy this week. Factoring in maybe plays Origin, uh, maybe not, but they've got a very good run after round 11. I think Dragons, Dogs, Panthers, Knights, Raiders, it's pretty good. I, I would be concerned, Tubes brought it up to me as well, that Sam Walker's probably back in the team by then, so he, he might lose the goal kicking. Uh, but I don't think he can really get hurt at his current price, 470K. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, that's ridiculously cheap, actually. I hadn't thought about Silly at all this year. A lot of value. It looks looks good with the kicking. Yeah. A bit of luxury trade, but with the kicking, it, it's really enticing. Like 58 on the weekend, no attacking stats. Uh, I think you you know he can get a double and he can get a hat trick. With the kicking, he's, he could bust out 130-plus, so... Definite option. Is there a chance Manu passes that learns to pass the ball, or, <laughs> or 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 just or just he's just there to just run sideways and palm off five people and get tackled? As an owner, I hope he doesn't learn to pass the ball and he keeps doing exactly that. Tubes, it might not be good for the Roosters' footy team, but it's good for the Super Coach points. Loved loved every crab run he did on the weekend. Uh, Max Fee, guys, the next guy we're going to talk about, not so much as a buyer for this week, but to put on people's radar. He played on the wing for the Dragons last weekend, uh, got 63 points with a try. Second game this round in the centres, actually, for the dropped Zach Lomax. So he's not one for this week, but he could be very relevant soon, seeing as the Dragons play round 13. And he's, I think, priced at about 230K, so potentially a really strong downgrade option for for one of those mid-range guys or for a failed gun. Uh, the last guy to talk about in centre wing is Ruben Garrick. Tubes, I know you're a Ruben Garrick owner who's he's been a bit disastrous for you other than the first week you brought him in. Pretty encouraged to see him back on the wing? Yeah, I, I, I put him on there just to – just first good bit of good news that I've got in a few weeks with Garrick. So Parker and Cooler named Turbo Turbo at fullback um, and Garrick back to the wing this week. I know they're playing the Broncos, but – I still think it could be a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, I've I own Garrick, so I'm happy with the news. But I also think for non-owners, he could be a bit of an option to look at bringing back in if that team is confirmed. He's got a break-even in just in the 80s, so he could he could certainly take take that this weekend. Yeah, I think. What happens if Turbo's out this week? Garrick, what that's Garrick fullback. 
or Weeks is named in the reserve, so I imagine Weeks plays fullback and Garrick mm. stays on the wing. Yeah. Charlie's playing, I mean, though, Dan. <laughs> I know, I, like, I know you're hopeful because you traded him out, but he's playing, so. Have so you still got him? Yeah. Look, most oh. good super coaches do, I think. He's not, <laughs> he's, he's not playing. Jono, you held him, didn't you? I'll, no, I'll eat your, no, no, I'll no, eat no. your hat tubes, but Turbo... If Turbo plays this, if Turbo plays this week, uh, I, I think I think he is playing. That's the that's the mail I've been getting from Brookie. But um, that's <laughs> just just some whispers coming out that, that he's going to play. That's what I've heard yep. anyway. All right. Well, let, let's go to fullback now. Uh, the first man is Latrell Mitchell, who's been unbelievable the last four weeks. He's gone a hundred over a hundred three times in the last four weeks, and then a, a ninety one last week. I am an owner. I ended up getting him out of sheer incompetence because I made so many other bad moves. I was left without a choice, and I've lucked into this run he's gone on. I I don't think you could bring him in at the price he's at at the moment. It just feels like a bad game's coming. Souths obviously uh, Souths do play thirteen, but he'll be he'll be playing Origin during that. And then as a as a Rabbitohs fan, I'm really hoping they actually find some ways to kind of rest him and make sure he's fit for the end of the year. Dan, you, you'd flirted with the idea of potentially bringing in Latrell at a premium this week. Are you getting cold feet on that now? Yeah, I am, definitely. Uh, I mean, you could still average 100 the next three quite easily. It's it's hard watching as a non-owner. But 962K, it's it's just too much. I think probably if he, if he averages 100 the next three, the super coach, the super coach season's gone anyway, so... I'd rather take the gamble that he has a couple of lowly games and you, you make a couple back being a non-owner. Jeeves, you on board with that? Any chance you'd look at buying Trell as a non-owner? Nah, like you just can't, unfortunately. Just got to death ride him and hope that he has one of his quiet games at some point. I think just just because maybe – that's right. Just because maybe uh, um, Walsh is on the chopping block this week uh, it's not that far up to trail, but you're still looking at 220k or something like that. So yeah, tough, tough one. Just want to give a shout out to the Podfather while we're in the, the fullback position because he brought in Gutho last week, who who had a great a great run and looks a really good option for round 13. But I don't think there's too much we need to say about Gutho other than well done to the people who, who brought him in. Dan, you, you've mentioned Race Walsh, and I actually think I, I said earlier that you're looking at maybe trading him all the way down to Buller. Uh, it's it's, a, it's going to give you so much money, but it's got to be a little bit scary making that move. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling fine. I think I've got him penciled in for origin 18th man minimum. So I don't think he plays 13. If, if, he, do, if he does play 13, I'll be a bit upset. He might be a bit cheaper to bring back in for round 13, but I'm happy to run without him just, just from what I've seen. The Broncos need to be killing teams and playing really well for him to be averaging 70-plus. So they've got Manly this week. Then they've got, I think it's Panthers and Storm, the following two after that. So I, I've got a jump ship now. All right, well, that, that brings our analysis this week to a close. Uh, let's go to the pot of the week segment. Very quick recap. 
Last week, Matt, Matt, Matt went with Alex Johnson as his part of the week. He scored 29 points despite a dominant <laughs> South performance. <laughs> not, not what you want out of AJ when Souths have a big score. Uh, Tubes, you went with uh, Alex Johnson's centre partner, Isaiah Tass, who scored marginally better with a 42. So not not a complete flop, but not your best week on the on the part of the week. Tubes, let's see if you can bring yourself back to form. Just marginally, like that's, that's a good 40% bump, McGrath. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think, and and I think we had some type of pub bet or something or dinner bet. I don't know, but I think Matt's in a bit of trouble there. Um, uh, my pot of the week. He's a big man, and he's he's coming he's coming back from injury this week. Um, he's 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 in a team where there's been a big shakeup, uh, and that's the St George Illawarra Dragons. And my pot of the week. He is, I think he's 0.9% owned currently. Um, uh, yes, 0.9% owned in 1,200 teams. He's got an average of 60 uh, across the start of the year, across five rounds played. It's uh, Michele Ravalava. Ravalava. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you had to choose the, the one with the tough name, Jim. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't mind it. Mind him. He's a four, he's about that. He's he's in that cheap price, four hundred and seventy five k. It's a it's a nine grade nine k upgrade from AKP to to McKayley, uh, and he and he has that buy coverage as well. Um, as I said, averaging sixty, he's got a break even of minus twenty three this week. So if you are going to get him, this is the week to get him. Uh, and and yeah, as I said, 09 percent ownership. He's a genuine option. Yeah, huge pod, almost super pod. He's a he's a bit like a Sevo type player. You you need him to bank a couple of doubles, couple of hat tricks to to be making that bulk cash. Uh, but uh, little little bit of risk on him, I think, because uh, he could flop a bit like uh, Sloan last week. Uh, there's the risk that he just goes low for a few rounds. So yeah, I don't I don't mind him as a as a pod option for sure. Yeah, I mean he's. He's he scored four tries this year across five games, uh, and the two rounds he didn't score tries, he got thirty six and nineteen. Um, so, uh, as you said, he's he's he is very reliant on those attacking stats. Um, but yeah, the Dragons don't have too bad of a run coming up. Um, so yeah, bit of a flyer to go in. Dan, who are you looking at as your pot of the week this round? Uh well. We've already mentioned my pot of the week, uh, but we'll, we'll cancel that out. Uh, my my pod pod this week, I've owned him, I've traded him out, I want him back, I probably won't be getting him back, is Big Sefer, Sefer Talakai. Had a good good score on the weekend, 92, looking to feed him a little bit more ball. He's getting a bit more match fit. Uh, he, he looked good on the weekend, looked really good. Uh, and... They gave him a couple of try assists, I think, as well, which was very nice. So, yeah, could could go on a stormer. We know he can go 150-plus. Uh, Sharkies, they're looking great. Uh, you like to see it. Yeah, it, the tough thing is Sharkies' back, uh, back, back line is who's getting the points in what week. But I think Talakai's got the base that you're going you're gonna to get some decent scores out of him. And if he goes on a tear with attacking stats, uh, it's all upside. So 590K, pretty good option this week. 
I think very cleverly played, Dan. You've almost got yourself two pods of the week this week, the way you've played it. You've got Sean Lane and Talakai, so you've got <laughs> two bites to see if one of them succeeds for you. Um, my, my pot of the week this week is an absolute super pot. He's only in 302 super coach teams as it stands. Uh, it's Helam Lukey from the Cowboys. And not only is he a pot of the week for me, I'm genuinely bringing him into my super coach team this week. So he's priced at 440K, break even at 22. The Cowboys bench is absolutely horrible. Like he has to play big minutes with the bench the way it is. He's only started one game this year, 71 minutes. He got 77 points. 49 in pure base, 61 in base plus power. And over his career, he scored just under one point per minute, uh, whether he's coming off the bench or starting. So Cowboys play round 13 as well. I think he's an absolute super pod, and I, I genuinely think he's a great buy. Yeah, I really like him, actually, Jono. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed. You hyped up this, you know, kept it a secret, didn't tell us what your pod was going to be. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit meat. It's a bit meat to take, Loki. Like to to finish off the pod, but yeah, well done. He's in three hundred teams. That, that's genuine, like massive pod territory. I think he's he should be at his peak playing eighty minutes back row. He's a six hundred and twenty to six hundred and fifty k player. So I, yeah. I think he's an excellent option. He's he's been injured a bit on and off. Uh, Cowboys Cowboys are absolutely busted, but they do have. Dragons and Tigers round 11 and 12 and play the round 13 bye. So there's there's got to be some value in the, in some Cowboys players. I do. He's a, he's a big man, Lukey. If he's fit, if he's fully fit, he's a great option. Uh, I'd, I'd probably just have to look at the Cowboys injuries and when people are due back as well. Like, does he get shifted to the bench? Because if he does and he gets shifted to that 20, 30-minute role again, uh, it's just, it's just going to be absolute brains for you. So... It is a little bit of a punt, but I like him as a NRL player and he has the potential with those big minutes. Yeah, I think Jeremiah Nanai got four weeks at the judiciary. So I think he's got at least four weeks of job security because their other back row is Jack Gajewski. And you'd like to think that Lukey can secure a starting spot over Jack Gajewski. But I suppose if somehow he loses out, you just you just sell him and he's a pretty easy upgrade or downgrade option, hopefully in a couple of weeks. Um, all right, well, fellas, great episode tonight. Uh, I think that's that's us done and dusted, so it should be a great round of Supercoach. All right, time for us to move on to Tubes' Mailbag, sponsored by Mailbag Bloodstock. Tubes, what's our question this week? Uh, yes, uh, question this week uh, is, a, is a pretty good one. It's to do with the buys. Uh, it's from uh, Chris from Berry. Um, he's, he's come in and said, uh, three games out, what is the ideal number of trades you want to burn for 13? A lot of teams probably only have eight or nine available for round 13. Is five trades over the top for one round or is playing with 11 and 12 that round a genuine option? Mm. Dan, what are your thoughts? Well, I think you can only do four max. I think it's three trades and and you can boost for one. So you can't boost for two. So it's four max trades for that round. I don't see it as a bad option using that boost in that round, um, particularly if you're going to field those those 13 numbers. I would be doing that. But what I wouldn't do, I wouldn't boost for a cheapy forward or something like that who could potentially get you 20 points that round. I think if you can boost where you can swing it, where you're going to get guys who you think will get 50 to 60 points plus for that round, I think it's a genuine option. And then looking at guys who 
who say Parramatta have round 13, 16, and 19, they play all the major buys. If you're bringing in an extra Parramatta player for that round, uh, I see that as a reason to boost it for four trades. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have a boost by then, uh, but uh, yeah, it would be would be I, to answer the question in general. I would boost to get 13 good players. I wouldn't boost and only have 12 players if the the, the extra player was going to be terrible bringing in. Yeah, fair enough. How many have you got Thank in you. the buy at the moment? Around nine, but I've yeah. done I've done trade planning for the next three, and I'm going to have at least 13. Possibly fourteen if I don't trade Schuster, uh, and then my my coverage for round fourteen is 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 a big one as well. So that's what you've got to look at if you're doing buy planning now. Is is can you get the numbers for thirteen? And do those numbers for thirteen mean that you have probably? I'd say you probably want at least nineteen at the moment playing round fourteen. After that, uh, because there's going to be people dropping out after Origin, so. You, you need a couple of spare players because I'd say there's two of the origin guns that probably aren't going to back up the next week. Jono, it sounds like uh, Dan's done enough thinking of, on the buys for all of us, but but have you uh, have you done any buy planning yourself? Well, actually, I've got I've got 11, as it stands, who are going to play round 13, including Josh Schuster, so 10 if he's not going to be back in time. So... I'm pretty comfortable that I'll have 13 for that round. I think the challenge is, like Dan said, making sure you have enough numbers who are going to play 14. So I, I agree with Dan's number of 19 is the magic number. I want six maximum from Eels, Seagulls. And who's the third team that have the buy in 14? Knights. Eels, Seagulls, Knights, thank you. So, yeah, I think six is my maximum from those teams. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy at the moment. How, how are you sitting, Jubes? Yeah, I'm same as you, 11 with Schuster, 10 without... Um, and again, the the little birdie out of the manly camp is that the turbo is going to pull out of Origin, so he'll be a nice <laughs> he'll be a nice hold over thirteen as well for those that held. Um, no, nah, but I I've got ten, so I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable that I'll be getting in a few more over the over the next few weeks to cover that as well. Um, yeah, not too many Eagles players, but but I, I think I think in regards to the question. I'm 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 probably against max trading in that week unless you're saving trades now to max trade in that week. Um, I think it's a long season. So if you're currently sitting on about 30, 31 trades, it feels like you you potentially have spent a lot. And and I'm not far off that. So I'm not um, but Jeez. it is 27 rounds for this year. Uh, and round and so origin is round nineteen. So you you're gonna have to then get through another, you know, eight rounds to finish off the year. And there's every chance that if you keep max trading, you'll be done by round nineteen, and you're just holding on for for eight rounds. And given we've only done nine rounds already, I just I just feel like uh, yeah, it really depends on on where you're at from a trade position standpoint. Mm. How many trades you got now, Chips? I'm at thirty two. I'm looking at doing none this week. Wow. Yeah. So if I do, I'm doing two this week at least, and that gives me 25 for the rate. rate. <laughs> yeah. So that's where it gets tricky, isn't it? Like um, mm. it's um, it's it, it gives you, 
Yeah, wow. I don't even know you could get that many. Have you traded every week? Like is is that how many boosts you got left? Two or one? One one boost left. Um and yeah, pretty much I, got, I think I've saved one week. I only got one boost as well, but I think I've saved two weeks. Um mm. and, and yeah, looking to save this week. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Chris. I think it's probably the most detailed uh, answer the Pod Pod's ever given for a question of the week. So it shows the quality of the question. Uh, I think that brings us to a close for tonight, fellas. Uh, Tubes, Dan, thank you so much for all your thoughts and opinions tonight. And uh, good luck with Supercoach Round 10. Cheers, Jonah. You beauty.